father responsibilities now. Oh uh, God, I don't have any kids. Uh, wait, you, <laughs> you, you, you probably still have an opinion. You can oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Kiana, you uh, brought this attention to the group uh, two weeks ago to me when uh, you, me, and uh, Nell was on a, a call. Would you like to uh, bring this question up or I can read it, then y'all can go from there. You read it. All right, so this is the question. Uh, should a man, as a father, that's what uh, me and Keanu and uh, Nell talked about a couple weeks ago, be responsible for bringing the kids your baby mama has with their new boyfriend, husband, something to eat if his child asks he could bring him, her, something to eat. Now, I'm I said sorry. a lot there. Yeah, I said a lot there. Mm-hmm. If you need me to, I read it again. All right, so the situation is that if I if I'm wrong, please step in, correct me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say that me and Jenny broke up, okay, mm-hmm. and then she had kids with, uh, of course, another man, mm-hmm. and then Rick, Jet, Gia were staying somewhere with those kids too as well. Mm-hmm. And Rick called me up and said, "Hey, I'm hungry. Can you bring me some food?" I'm like, "All right, bet." Am I responsible for all the kids there, or responsible just for my children? Okay, who's going first? Did I get that, that right? You got it right. Thank okay. you. Right, go, go ahead, Trey. I'll start off. I'm gonna let you go first. So if you were if you were the stepfather in that situation, I would say yes, you are. You got the stepfather though. But no, 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 but let me finish what I'm saying. And so there's different it's so di- different I, I, roles there, for different there are positions. different uh, uh, so there are everybody's perspective is gonna be different. When we initially had this conversation, everybody's perspective was all over the damn place. Mm-hmm. There were different stipulations that people were talking about. Exactly. There were different um, scenarios that people were talking about. What if this? What if that? So everybody is going to have their own argument. Not to discredit anybody else, so this is a disclaimer. If your opinion is different from somebody else's, that is okay. People are allowed to have a difference of opinion. We just have to respect everybody's difference of opinion. So in this situation, this is a disclaimer, nobody has a right or wrong answer it's a difference of perspective mm-hmm. and it is a difference of opinionated views go ahead Drew. uh so if it's if you're if it's your ex i say you're only responsible for your kid i don't think you should have to take care of another man's kid because that's his responsibility not yours okay Point um, go ahead manny oh me mm-hmm. i mean i was one of the ones with uh several different opinions mm-hmm. so um First off, you would like to you would like to have a good working relationship with your as you know, so if, if I'm the man I, I you know out out mm-hmm. the way the question was asked mm-hmm. you know like a week ago. Um, if I'm I want to have a working relationship with with my ex. Co-parenting. So yes, you're gonna, uh, that's gonna be my first avenue. Like what's going on over there? Like y'all good? Like something going on? Something mm-hmm. such? And then like I mean over time you're gonna realize who your ex and her person is right and it's my belief that you know once a woman moves on and has kids with some somebody else mm-hmm. to that other dude your kids are second class citizens so it mm-hmm. may, may not be overtly you mm-hmm. know but they're second class citizens they're not his kids so if my kids ask call me and ask me for something to eat first i would contact them y'all good over there such, such, such. but right. i have older kids they, mm-hmm. they're not gonna do that they're gonna make their own shit but if the case happened, like, which I won't, Uber Eats will be there in a minute. You know, get your food, all that stuff like that. I ain't got to go over there and got to show up. Mm-hmm. But I will reach out and be like, yo, what's going on? Because my kids are calling me saying they're hungry. Because, like, they live in, we live in two different cities. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, at that point, it's not like I can just pull up with spicy nuggets from McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, and even then, I might be petty enough to do some extra razzle-dazzle and throw in, like, y'all want some, um, something fancy? (laughs) Yeah. Now, quick question. I did introduce a topic, but I have a a question for you. Mm -hmm. Where did this question originate from? It it was a meme that we had saw first, I think. I think it was like TikTok or something. Yeah, it was a TikTok <clears throat> or a meme yeah. or something. TikToks. Originally, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, as for me, but I'm, not, I'm taking care of my kids. Yeah, but, but then that's that other side. That's the other side. Let's mm-hmm. say, you know, I know where how my ex is professionally, mm-hmm. you know, the money she brings in. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, like, her boyfriend, you know, like even if he there. There's enough money for things to be okay, mm-hmm. but uh, if they're not doing so well, mm-hmm. and I know this, I might just buy the whole family something. I ain't gonna lie, I might just do that. Uh-huh. It'd be some, it'd be some cheap buffet shit from somewhere, but you know everybody gonna eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna get y'all a pizza. But like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah right. I, I sent a pizza over there. So I sent a pizza. So over everybody there, so can like, eat. Yeah, but that's if my if my <laughs> ex is doing bad. You know what I'm saying? So only if she is doing bad. I just only if she doing understand. bad. Yeah, only if she doing bad. If she, if like if she in the situation she in now. First off, my kids shouldn't be calling me for nothing. Right, um, and I but, agree with Manny in that yeah. sense. My question would be, first of all, why are my kids calling saying they are yes. hungry? Um, my yeah, perspective yeah. is different. So, is everybody yeah. hungry, or is only my kids hungry? Like, you know, and, so, so, and that's why I say my perspective is different. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I'm initially, my... my thought process is, and this is just the way I was raised: if you buy for one, so, you buy for all. Right. So, if you mm-hmm. buy for one, you buy for all. But on top of that, I know my child, right? My child's older, so if this situation happened, Donnella and I were talking about if this situation happened, because her dad does live close by, and when she is with her dad, she'll ask us to send her some money. My child is a very picky eater, so in that sense, my child is calling me when she's with her dad, and she's saying she's hungry. My first initial thought is, why are you calling me? Why didn't your dad get you something to eat? Now, because I know my child, and she is a very picky eater, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to bring you something to eat. But as a parent... I would still ask, does anybody else in the house want something to eat? Because that's just me. That's just the way I grew up. So, yeah, I'm going to the store, and that's just like with us. Well, damn, Trev just said he was ordering food, and he ain't asked nobody if they wanted shit. The same yeah. shit goes for a kid. This and this is, this is the way hey, I feel ahead. about it because <laughs> child development is everything, right? Yeah. And this is coming from a mother standpoint and a teacher standpoint. Basically, what you're saying to this child is your child is the only one that matters, and that's not true because your child is in this house with these other people. So the well-being of your child is based off of how these people treat her and how you want her to be perceived by these people. And vice versa. So in order to, for you to build good relationships with people in general, you have to make sure that your child is okay. So right. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I do it all the time. Yeah. But if my child calls and says she's hungry, my first initial thought will be a petty bitch and say, I'm coming to pick you up because you shouldn't be hungry because yeah, you're with your we, father. We didn't talk about right. that. We said we right? would, I, I would take but the kids then, out and get some meat. But, but it, then because I know my child and I know what she eats and there might be some things at her father's house that she doesn't want to but eat. That's on her fa- me, that's, but that's on her father. Father should know, her, know his child. Right, but 
She doesn't stay with her dad all the time. So her but dad if he's is, a father, he knows. But again. To an extent, because we had the whole crab incident again, last summer. She doesn't stay with her dad all the time. Yeah. So if he just picks her up and she says she want to go over there on the weekend and it might have been a situation where they didn't go grocery shopping or something. And she says, hey, mom, I'm hungry. Dad and them are eating this. Can you get me this? We of course what? I will. You know what I'm saying? But no. again, it's a situation where I know my child. So I know what she eats and what she doesn't eat. Her father knows what he eats and what she doesn't eat. But the way her father feels and the way I feel about that situation, he was brought up, you're going to eat what I put on the table, and that's it. I've learned I'm kind that of that same person. I've learned that that is torture to your children because basically what you're telling them is they don't have a choice about what they do in life. That's a fucked up situation to I put think in. that's a wild. That, 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 that's far-fetched. No, listen, I'm going to tell you though. why it's not far-fetched, right? We grew up where whatever our parents put on the table, that's what we was going to eat, right? Yeah. True. Okay, so in turn, we teach our children that, right? Yeah. Right. But when we grow up, we don't eat that shit because we used to eat it all the, all the time as a child. That's so true. are you giving your children a choice well, no. or you're just we're telling, telling them, them what to we're do? We're teaching them. Well, so it's a two-part answer. So we're teaching them. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, change it yourself. No. Yes. No, that's not so, what my parents said. My parents said either you eat it or you fucking starve. No, exactly. So what happened was when I turned what. 15, 16. How do I don't get a job? That, yeah, if I ain't one with y'all head tonight, nah, I'm going to skate over and do this. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you're talking about your, you're talking about your, uh, like, you know, doing that. And I lost, you know, I got to, when I have a thought, it stays for a little small right. amount of time. I'll be trying. But, uh, it's <laughs> all good, baby. It's all good, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah you know, I got memory issues. So I, I just think, about, even with my kids, what's that? That might jog me. Oh, second. This is uh, Kenya on a Twitch. Uh, Keanu, would you mind reading that well, one? Well, feed everyone because I don't want to hear about other dudes' kids taking my kids' food. That too. Same way when you send socks and whatever for your people in jail and they send them like, so they don't, so they ain't even got to worry about fighting over anything. But that's me. Again, that's, but that, not... that is me. I'm a, my heart is open to everybody. It is. But I just feel like for my child, mm-hmm. those behaviors that we were taught as children, right, are now as we are adults. Is toxic behavior, and know, we're passing like, on those toxic behaviors to our children. That's not toxic so, behavior. It, to, to me, it is because basically you saying eat what I give you or starve. You don't have another option. So you telling I me it's okay, it's okay for my child's father to starve her because she that's not what she want to eat. Mm-hmm. Fuck no, I'm gonna give her something to eat. No, you crazy said, as hell. I, at first, I said I would call their call call who they call my my ex and her boyfriend and mm-hmm. say, yo, what's going on. I would check in with them first because mm-hmm. you know sometimes children can be manip- uh, manipulative. But that's all about you knowing your child, right? Veronica, that's all children. So, I agree with you. I agree with you, and then I have my middle. <laughs> okay. So, if my if my children, if my ex and I were were not together, and my kids were living with him and his new woman, and my kids called me and said, "Mommy, we're hungry. Can you buy us something to eat?" Again, I would want to know why. You're hungry. Exactly. Um, for the simple fact, now that the children are at your home, mm-hmm. they are your responsibility Absolutely. in your home. So my question is, why are you hungry? Now, if they tell me, look, my dad got his girlfriend, you know, she can tell all that <laughs> vegan shit and we don't eat that. Something different, oh, right? Okay, okay, cool. And then I'll be like, hey. Ask, ask your brother and sister do they want something too because they might not like the vegan <laughs> shit either. You know what I'm saying? But if you call me and you tell me that they just didn't want to buy you anything but his kids, her kids are eating. Yeah, I got then, an issue with yeah, that. Yeah, I got an issue. Now it's time for you to come home and hell no, I ain't buying them kids. Exactly. Eat. But exactly. 
when it goes to the whole thing of you're gonna eat what I what I put here and or you're gonna starve, it could be looked at as toxic behavior. However, when I sat down with my mother and she explained it to me, I understood. There are times when your mother don't have enough money to feed you and all they have is a pack of noodles. So instead of letting your children know that you're in a bad place because children don't understand or you don't want to distort their view of you, you'll say, look, you're going to eat this or starve. Basically, some parents are basically telling their kids, this is all I got to give you. Yeah, but if you know? that... But that was my point. I'm sorry. For, you're, you're, you're mad. Right. For me, that's that communication factor. Like, I have never hit any struggle I have had for my kids mm -hmm. because I felt like it is one of those things where if you don't know, you no. don't know how to react to the mm -hmm. situation. I still so, like that so, economy enough. So the <laughs> the fact we'll that be all right, all right, be all right, you eat this or this is all I have. It took for you as a adult. I don't know how you how old you were when you and your mom had this conversation. When I had my own child, right, twenty three. So it took for you to be a mother to mm -hmm. act, actually sit down and have the conversation with your mom. But as a child, how often did you deal with that mental instability? Like, damn, why the fuck she say I got to eat this or I can't have nothing? I mean, I know it was plenty of times where I went to sleep hungry because some of that shit my mom used to cook, I used to be like, yeah, I'm not fuck no, that. I'm not eating this There's shit. levels to I'm it. Though. Especially there's, there's if my mother made, if she made like liver and rice, I'm like, I'm not eating no damn liver. But it tastes <laughs> right. like beef. No, Janice, it's it, liver. Exactly. I'm going to bed. No, Elizabeth, <laughs> I'm not eating this shit. But as a child, you're like, damn, my mom just really sent me to bed fucking hungry. But it's a it's a protection mechanism because also even if you if you're vulnerable vulnerable enough to be honest enough with your kids, you know, kids are very honest. Mm -hmm. You know, if they go to school, I'm hungry. Why aren't you? Why are you hungry? Well, my mother said she didn't have anything but noodles to give me. They say, you know, you got CPS knocking at your door. You ain't got no food. Well, but you know, that it's is just, true too. Yeah, it's just uh, one of those things where it's just and, that, and that's hold the hold we said Trev been quiet for a minute. So, you know, obviously I'm probably the only person in here who doesn't have a kid. You are the only person in here who doesn't yes. have kids. Okay, well, I'm the only person <laughs> that have Still awaiting some DNA tests, right. but we'll let that go for now. Yeah, uh, they're pending, but they're looking promising. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, like, some some things you guys are saying about, like, you know, CPS and things like that. Um, you know, being in Wisconsin, I was, like, one of three black kids in my school. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there's instances in which I was treated differently because I was one of three black kids. For instance... Um, obviously, Wisconsin's very cold. It's ironic we're talking about winter. Um, my mom got me this nice Columbia jacket. Like, my mom could always buy clothes and stuff for me and stuff like that. But for whatever reason, um, they one of the teachers took my jacket because she said there was a hole in it and gave me this piece of shit jacket. Mm. My mom came in, raised hell. Greatest. It was, I was, I've never seen my mad, my mom more angry in my life than that moment. Um, but going back to, like, trying to, like, protect kids from, you know, the financial side of things like my mom never really shared the finances of what she was going through and things mm -hmm. like that but i saw it if you want to learn the financial i re read a study somewhere if you want to learn the financial status of any household talk to the kids because kids hear things that you don't think they hear they mm -hmm. see things you don't think they see and they just they know how things and really are which is why i say there it's better to have open communication than it is to have the children assume because that that builds a hard exterior for children disagree. but i think at a certain age i think at a certain age why do you disagree yeah. though because but my kids are scared to talk to me about things going on in their household with their mother because they don't want their mother they don't want me to get involved and in, in, in attack those situations and their mother 
gets mad at me because they're they're tired of mommy being mad at daddy. So, they don't say anything anymore. So that is, I don't ask questions. I don't that's ask their hard coping questions. mechanism though. That's that's a way for them to cope. I so, know. I'm just saying, but like, I don't. I don't. I, you should not. I completely disagree. You should not go through your children to fix problems with you and whoever. No, you have to no, no. That that part is not what I'm saying. When, that's what this is. So when 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 you and when you and your when when you and your child's other parent right Mm -hmm. when you have disagreements i absolutely do not agree with you discussing what is going on between y'all relationship as long as your relationship with the children are fine it should not you should not absolutely discuss what is going on for me though for me my kids were younger i always told myself their dads, because my my children do have different fathers. <clears throat> I would never discuss how I feel about their dads. My personal views oh, yeah, you about that. how you, they you are. Definitely do that. There you are do. certain things that I absolutely feel like I should know as the other parent, right? And if these are things that this that the this parent chooses not to tell me, my child <laughs> is in your house. And when I say there are other things, I mean safety issues, financial issues. If you don't have any gas, you don't have any water, you don't have any electric, but you're coming to pick my child up every weekend acting like everything is okay, I got a fucking problem with that. Yeah, that's the privilege that only women have. It's, but it's not, though. What you mean it, it's a privilege? It, it goes both ways. But you feel like that because of your what situation you at the that? moment. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not. I know it's, I'm not going to attack him. I just really want to know what he means by that. It's <laughs> not always that way because I know some very good men who took very good care, care of their children. And <laughs> on the opposite side of the totem pole, it wasn't the man. It was the woman. Who didn't take care of her kids? It was a woman who didn't no, my, have my, that my, my, my open, kids, open. I mean, when I say don't take care of the kids, I yeah. mean, I'm just saying like, it was one, it was one of those situations. This gets back. Oh, so, it was yeah. one of those situations where the opposite of how you feel is how he felt on the other side. He was the parent taking care of the kids all the time. He had the kids, and she was an asshole to him because he had the kids. So it's not always one-sided with me because I've seen both sides of the totem pole. I have actually seen both sides of the totem pole. But in this situation, communication is key in every relationship. Even with your kids and your parents, I know. But you have to get to a point where you can communicate. And you will get to that point. And I told you that before. You'll get to the point where you can communicate. It's just so hostile between y'all right now. (laughs) Do we we want to go there right now? I mean, it's it's not a situation when they're grown. I'm gonna be honest with you. I it's had a, not a situation when they're grown, but you miss out on the you miss out on the most precious years of your children's lives trying to go back and forth with the person you had the kids with. That's what bothers a lot of people. Okay, so with that being said, missing most of the precious moments of life going back and forth with the people you created the kids with. And I am going to touch back what you said about uh, it only being uh, a privilege to the woman. Well, only, Number four, I say it's a 70-30. It's a, it's a okay. No, so, it's not a 70-30. That's, in your situation, it's 70-30. Number one, I'm not going to miss situation. out on any precious moments. I'm not that type of person. There will be no going back and forth. I don't go back and forth with my daughter's father. Never have another will. Me, me, me. I understand. I understand. This is why I say it's a 70-30, though. Like, a lot, like, Anybody in this room, I'm sure y'all don't go through what I what I went through. As far I did. As, y'all don't. I'm saying y'all don't. I'm saying y'all don't. Y'all don't. What I'm saying, I go through. What I went through. Y'all are not as difficult at all with the the fathers of y'all children. Nah, I'm not. Gonna y'all say not. That. Y'all I'm not. not. Y'all I'm can't not do say that. that. You but don't know my story because I'm not gonna say that because I had to go through some bullshit with my daughter's. Were you difficult with them? 
I didn't have a but a choice. You, to had, be you didn't difficult. have a choice, but someone who's openly trying to be, you know, yeah, just was. petty. Okay, just petty no, for no he, reason. He was like, no. seriously, he okay. was super petty. Like we, I yeah, had I'm, some shit I'm saying on the other side yes, of the well, tone. I'm saying, I'm saying that through. person is being super petty. Yeah. So I, however, this is am what not. Am I, this is what I'm going to say to you as a man that so many men deal with this issue that they say, oh, the woman's being petty. No, there's there's times where niggas ain't shit. Okay, and I'm just going. This is what I'm going to say to you as a man. You all allow that shit, okay? Agree. I'm gonna say this: y'all I allow agree. that shit. Hundred and twenty. And now, uh, before you throw your hands back and hug him, 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 y'all allow that shit. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, thank and God, cool. thank God, no, 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 like, be specific. Cool be specific. Cool I'm about to be specific. Thank God I was not a man because if I was a man, some of these bitches I'll slap the shit out of them Hello. and just take the time in jail. Right, but y'all allow that shit because as soon as a woman get that yak yak yak, y'all want to. All right, you know what? You know what? I'm not going. I'm not going to do this. I'm just yep. not going to deal with the kills. So she already know you weak. So she gonna push that button every oh. stop, stop before you talk. So she gonna push that button every single time. You the only one here to know my story. No, no, I I know some of your story. So we gonna stop it right there because she already knows she can push that button. I agree and with most that. men, I'm gonna say eighty five percent of men don't want to deal with bullshit. They just want their peace. So they just let the woman just go for it. But if you call that, if you call her bluff, because if I was a dude, I'm going to call you, the prime example of a man is my dad. And I say that because when my sister and his ex-wife, you know, which is her mom, they split up. They told him, you are going to pay this amount. I'm not paying her shit for the simple fact I got to take care of my daughter. So let me go hire a lawyer, and I'm going to meet you in court. So he started documenting stuff. He started getting information okay. on her. He showed up in court with everything he needed to, and that when he walked out the court, what they quoted him is not what he paid. And then when she, well, I don't want him to see her. Why? Don't call me an ain't shit nigga because I'm trying to take care of my daughter. Now, I can walk away. But what you're going to do is you're going to act accordingly. Because what I'm giving you, I can easily take that away. You're going to call me an ain't shit nigga either way. So why True not story. act like you got sense? True all right, story. All right, hold a second. So you said a lot right there. Mm-hmm. I want to go Deb, to Trev, the and uh, I seen Manny. It. I seen mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Go there, go there. Go ahead. You, had, you had the arms up in the air. Yeah. So you go had... Okay. Bro, I'm... I'm... Flabbergasted right now. I am just. I was about to step out the shed. Cool down a bit because yo, there's a lot that's going on right now, bro. As far as like the systems goes, my first point was like I want to get out there. Is because the meme initially was, is he responsible? Meaning, is he obligated? Does he? Have to. No. No. Exactly. That was the meme. Yeah. Around the room. Right. Mm-hmm. I think nope. everybody nope. agreed. Gang, gang. No, around no. the room. No. Okay, cool. He's he's not obligated to. Right. He doesn't have to. Right. But depending on the character of the individual Absolutely. and the circumstances of the home environment, if he is in tune with them, mm-hmm. cool. That may dictate what he does from that point. But if he required Right. That, though. No. He's not required. We, we all were in agreement yeah, that he was yeah. not required. He's not scenario, required with to. all of the scenarios, he is still yeah. not required. So we got to that. But you threw your, har- your arms your at arm what Veronica was saying. Because, bro, the system. And I, look. I have a statistic for a system. You, you. Y'all, I, I won't take anything away from what you all have dealt with individually. Mm-hmm. I won't. I, I will make that very clear. Before you say what the hell you're going to say. Very clear. I promise. I love you to death. 
but. I will not take. No, no, it's no but. You know okay. what I'm saying? I, I, I won't take anything away from that. But the system, the system, not but to them, the system is so wired and so designed against men mm-hmm. in general. I will agree with that. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's it. So it's hard because you can say what, you, you know what I'm saying, your dad showed you. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree that when in young girls' lives, a strong male presence is dictates definitely needed. a lot yes. about what they learn and what they know and how they function going forward. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, as a woman, you you don't really know just how designed the system is against men. I'm not saying that you have used the system to your advantage. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. What I am saying that is it's a different feeling being on that side of the courtroom. It's a different feeling being a dad that is so for your kids, but even still, it still works against you. So I, I watched someone, I, I watched I watched a woman. Let me finish this out. I watched a woman, uh, a, a white woman. I said, I don't remember her name. She did a TED Talk. And she she represents uh, the fathers or the husbands mm-hmm. in divorce proceedings. Mm-hmm. In her experience, this is like 20 plus years, she was like, it's completely unfair mm-hmm. because you'll get in a courtroom and the judge or whomever will ask, okay, what's the child's uh, medications? Mm-hmm. Who's the doctor that they go to? Uh, what's, the, what's the grade? Schools? And, of, of course, typically, you know what I'm saying, moms are more in tune with that type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But then she said, but ask the moms or whomever, what's the favorite superhero? What's their favorite pastime activity? What position is your kid playing for? Yeah, you know, what the things thing, but the things that dads typically would know aren't highlighted. They aren't appreciated, and so the system is so heavily favored against dads and men. Look, I'm speaking for myself in general, right? And I'll put this out there because I don't give a fuck. I've been there all day. Like with, I got a 16 year old, I got a 12 year old. And I thank God from the grace above. I got my three kids right now, my three youngest. But with my oldest, I tell you right now, I was fearful of going to court. Because you know why? I came from nothing. 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 And my my son's mom, they had it all. They had the big house in Clinton. They had the five-bedroom house upstairs with the extra bedroom in the basement. So when I went when at, at 18, 19, when it was like, yo, 18. Uh, matter of fact, I was 17. About to be a dad at 19. They were like, I went to them. I talked to her dad. Yo, I love your daughter. I'm going to be there. He was like, don't worry about it. You don't have to. When I was... 1920, going to the Air Force, saying, yo, I'm going to be there for mine. The mom was like, we don't need you. How does that fuck you up? Because you talk about people that spent 20 plus years with retirements 
They got money and money on top of money. They can spend money on lawyers. Do you want me and to tell you where that comes from? I'm saying from? what I'm saying is though, when we talk about dads not necessarily fighting, there's a fear that's instilled in a lot. So fear, I'm not saying all. Fear is what? Fear. I I just, I just want to be clear. What is fear? Fear to individual to each person is different. Okay, but what so I'm saying is though, there's a lot of people At the end of the day, fear to me. It constricts you. It holds you back. Okay, girls. so so if fear is something that constricts you and holds you back, what is weakness? It's the, the same, same thing. It's the same thing. Exactly. So the fear of going to court is being weak to me. And I'm going to tell you I, why. I, I completely took these words a totally different way. And that's why I was saying what I was saying. I do, I do sympathize with what Dev is saying. Me coming from Clinton myself, right? That was her opportunity to speak up about how her father was treating you as a man. So mm-hmm. therefore, in this situation, what Veronica is saying is exactly right. It was up to her to say, hey, you know what? What my dad said to you was fucked up. What my dad did to you was fucked up. What my mom did to you was fucked up. But you allowed her to for them to continue to have this view and, about you. And, and Dev, I will, and Dev, I will say That's this. Not and I'm not going to say... I'm I'm not going to say I'm not going to say I sympathize with you because I can't. I was 15 when I had my son. There was no way under the fucking sun that I was going to allow my mother to disrespect her his father. Period. I don't give a fuck how old he is. But that is their relationship. At the end of the day, this is Dev's child's mother. We already knocked out different. And their parents. So that is the weakness on her part. That is the woman. She's weak because at that point, her and Dev were together. It was her responsibility to hold up her man. That was weakness on her part. It is. When I say 70-30, you part of 70. There's a 30 that I was trying to get to. Nah, man. That's what I, I'm saying. It's just. I just. So I don't. I don't agree with that shit. Like that. Talk, that to me. That's don't because up. you're part of seventy. Look yeah, to get no. back real quick to get back to the topic at hand. I, I might have dived off. Whatever you did. No, really. no, you didn't. There you was some things that was brought up that's real, real, real near and dear to me. Right. Mm-hmm. But as far as the topic goes, yo, requirement is different from obli. Oh, 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 or who you are character wise. Mm-hmm. Right. So. For me individually, and I told Neil this in the car, I said, my first question would be is, I'm going to do for mine, but like Manny said, I'm, I'm going to ask what's going on. Right. right. But character-wise, I'm going to do for the other kids. Right. Because right. I'm never going to put any child, doesn't mm. matter who you belong to. Right. It doesn't matter. Y'all can leave here today or tomorrow, and Nike and... and, 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 and Lord. I got you, though. Could, could come stay with me today and tomorrow, and I would never treat them any differently right. from mm-hmm. mine because it's, it's it's no different when it comes to children. Right. But if you're gonna talk about what I'm obligated to do, I'm not don't try to press to me out and obligated. make me seem like I'm a bad individual because I don't do for yours when y'all are present. Right. right. Y'all are there. See, that's right. other th- that's the other part of this meme. The parents are present. Right. They're there. They're capable of doing for all the children, but for some reason... You think I'm my, obligated for doing for them? Yeah, my child right. reaches out to me saying he's hungry, and then I'm like, what, what, what they doing? Why they not doing whatever? So I'm going to do for you. I'm going to do for them. 
But I got a bone to pick with y'all. Right, right. Absolutely. I agree. Hey, go, I agree. Coach. I'm going to let y'all close this one out. So I'm a very logical thinker. I like numbers. And I know statistics are weird because they can be skewed to show any side of the story that they want. However, 80% of child custody battles are in favor of women. I agree with that. Um, no. So like the argument's being saying that courts are highly favored as far as women. I was raised by a single woman for majority of my so life until I had a stepdad. Um, but being a boy, not having a father figure present is a big deal. Right. So everything I was learning about how to, you know, some simple things from how I should be as a man, how I should treat females, how I should, you know, be a man, mm-hmm. I was learning from a woman, mm-hmm. which in some cases, a lot of people thought I was gay because now I'm quote unquote more in touch with my feminine side because everything I'm learning is from a woman. Right. Right. And in some, in a lot of situations, I've had some friends where women, <laughs> they'll, they're not in the better position. Sometimes the men, you know, might be the breadwinner or whatever the situation may be, mm-hmm. but the women will always try and use their children. Now, I'm not saying all women do this, right. but I've heard a good amount, good amount of uh, where women will use their children as, as leverage. Because they have, they have. I mean, you know I mean not not agree with the part that the, that they should use them as. Oh leverage, no, they should, obviously they shouldn't uh, agree that there are a good amount of women who use their children as True. leverage. Because right, of it's the, not all of y'all. It's, it's not all. It's women, not all. Like y'all. It's, it's it's a small percentage, honestly. But there definitely is a bias in the courses and that needs I, to be addressed. I think, but at the end of the day, you knew who you lay down with. You knew who you were having kids with. Mm. The, the her 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 attitude problems. Or the way she raised your kids didn't just come up. Like her, her demeanor and her behavior was present before you guys decided to have kids. This is true. Like I said, so when, you, my, when you guys, yeah, but when you guys decide to have kids, not and not in my situation with my child's father neither, because before I had my daughter, our relationship was completely different. After we had my daughter, it was like. Literally night and day. You say we know what we're doing, who we're laying down with, but you're talking like we're talking about people that we chose under the age of twenty two. Yeah, but okay, so there there is stuff like that. So there is that's different. Okay, so you have one child, right? Yep. Now let's Thank just God say you have you have one child by this person. After you have one child by them, you see how they are when it comes to children because you see how they're raising that one child. And that's now, why Jemaya no, is I mean, the only child exactly. I have. So why the hell would you go back and have another child, <laughs> seeing how they are with the first one? Well, like things, to me, that doesn't like make sense. I'm saying and you say that, but like with, like even with me, I was married. I was I got married first and mm-hmm. then fell asleep in it twice. Things were good then. Ain't no falling asleep. How, yeah. far, <laughs> apart, <laughs> how, far, how far apart are your children? Shout out the club. They're two say, years oh, apart. Two years apart. Okay. So what do you like, want it? They, you know, so like, things were good for a very, very, very long time. Okay. Even then, I still, I, I absolutely trust my, my, my ex's ability to, 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 to take raise your kids. Kid. Yeah, that's yeah. not the problem. But the problem with y'all is y'all, y'all is like a whole different... Y'all, y'all, hey, y'all... Hey, Kevin, last one. We moving on after this one. Okay, y'all are definitely in that... 30 percentile who where she still wants to be with you and you don't want to be with nope. her so y'all having an yeah, issue with each other that. i won't even say that i definitely would anybody in this room would probably agree with me too like that's where y'all are at right now and the relationship and that's the reason why y'all relationship is the way it is and why she feels the way she it's been does four years. it doesn't matter you 
Hey, we moved okay. that to a B side. He over here smoking on Sherman Hammond's love boat. Jesus coronavirus. Christ. I ain't gonna let you get wet. So, like, nah, I got. I'm sorry. What's in that pan, man? What's in that pan? What kind of pack you smoking on? What you, yeah, what you smoking on? Before we, before we move on, though, I mean, I kind of got upset because I, I wasn't trying to talk to you, Keon. I wasn't trying to talk to you, Veronica. I'm trying to talk to that other percentage of women who do dumb shit for no fucking reason. And like I said, I do. Trusted my There my, is no talking to that percentage of woman. Why? Why? Stay listening. <laughs> I mean, at, at the end Ricky of the day, knows. I agree with her. No, no, Ricky like, knows. Like we got a dedicated fan. Well, you said you don't understand. So that's why no, I got I fucking hyped. understand. No, I'm saying that's you what you said You want to know why they hey, do it? Hey, 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 we could take care of this on the okay. B side, not it. record it. Let's move on from here. I'm trying to close the thing on 25 minutes. Ricky don't want me to go off. That's all. Marriage issues. I want you to go off on the B side. Go ahead, I, I can't speak on this because I'm married. The marriage, the marriage. No, 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 no. Yes, you can because you, you're single. You can't. Single person can speak, speak on this. On this you got fresh eyes. So, oh, so look, so the, I was married the, too. I can't talk on this. You, it's, it's, it's not even a marriage says. issue. That's not, just it's, it's, not, it's a relationship issue. There you go. Uh, so we, 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 I never had. We saw a podcast about the Ellis's, and if you don't know who the Ellis's are, Deval Ellis is now on, I think, Sisters, right? That's the name of the show. Sisters, right? But they have had a podcast or social media or whatever for a long time. He was an NFL football player. Um, They both went to school together. They graduated with degrees together. And then they just started this podcast or what did they call it first? The blogs. So they they did blogs first. Mm -hmm. But a couple years ago, they started a podcast, Mm -hmm. right? So on one of the podcasts, they were talking about women and relationships. And I'll let Dev take over. Oh, I bet. So, women, relationships, and how women necessarily... So, like I said, not necessarily in marriage, but in relationships in general. Mm-hmm. So, women, typically, all right, this is a general statement. Yes, this is very general. Very general. But typically, Uh-oh. women will push monogamy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Monogamy. Okay, yeah, I mean, I mean I, you should, so, okay. okay uh, uh, but... Ooh, I gotta talk. I gotta talk. I gotta, I gotta. Okay. okay. So, well, wait. We gotta finish. So, there's more to it. So, his question to his wife was, "Why is it that women push monogamy in relationships if they're not necessarily ready or willing to fulfill their quote-unquote obligations?" I kind of see where you're going. This with is that. this not... is more so. This is this sexual, is heavily sexually related, yeah. right? So, his point was. You push marriage on me, you know, Deville to his wife. You push marriage on me. You know what I'm saying? How do you but, push marriage on somebody? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you got to hear the whole thing. Okay. You, you, you push more. You, you heavily influence. And his reason was, yo, we weren't going to have sex before marriage, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. That's just the beginning part. But go along further in the, in the relationship aspect of it is a, yo, we're in this mo- monogamous relationship yeah. and we're only having sex once a week. See, now, if you're going to push monogamy, but my needs are, I, I would like or want sex three to four times a day. To some, I'm young. I'm young. Why, I don't know about that. Why, why are you pushing monogamy? Why is this such a big deal? And you're unwilling to compromise as in, you know, bringing in another partner or providing me more sex. I'm not saying you should. But his point was, yo, 
you women typically push monogamy in relationships, but when it comes to fulfilling certain roles or you know what I'm saying specifically, it, he says sexual specifically needs. If you ain't fucking me enough, but you only want to be with me, what's like that's pretty much what you're saying? What's the issue? Once a week, and I'm saying I need three to four times. But you're only saying we can only well. So this is about sex in the marriage. That that was the, the base okay. of the the, the, cop, the conversation. Can I start? Yeah. Base can, of the what? Can I the start? Cop? Base of the conversation. That, like, you definitely cop. said cop. You I just want that to be known. Yeah, I heard that. We not gonna skip hey. over like you didn't say hey, cop. Hey, what time? You what time is that? Two thirty nine. Look, my man, his cock wasn't being pleased as he would like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of men can relate can to Can I start this off uh, as a single woman? That too. Yes. Okay. As a single woman, men need to understand. I may need to walk out the room. We family. I don't know what you're about to say now. Shut the right. hell up. <laughs> right. As a single Shut woman. Can I go next? I'm a single man. Men, no. men have you to understand. Number one, a woman's life is all about a time frame. Okay, number we can only have children up to a certain time in life. After a certain age, we are no longer desirable. Men, y'all can get married to and have babies to the day y'all die. That is That's true. Possible. Okay, Not so anymore. we that we, is definitely we, true. We, well, if you choose to, we That's literally true. our life, <laughs> our life is basically built around a time frame. Furthermore, society. But why? Hold on. But wait a minute. Society has go created couch, go couch, go this couch. image. That if you are a woman and if you're not married by a certain time, something is wrong with you. Absolutely. So you may not even be interested in a a sexual relationship, but because it's in your head, like I'm almost 40 years old. And every time I meet, oh, you, oh, you, why you not married? What's wrong with you? Ain't shit wrong with me. I just don't want to be bothered with a nigga every day. So, you know what I'm saying? I get that. But society has painted this picture as a woman. If you are single and if you are comfortable being single, you either gay or something wrong with you. Because that's the I, first question they ask you. Are you single by force or by choice? I dig a the fuck? Um, okay. I'm a woman. Jesus. I've been a woman all my life, so, so I think I know this. Speaking from so, a married woman's point of view, go ahead. I get I get what you're saying 120%. Right. But, however, women push monogamy on relationships because they see supposed to literally not not just because I mean, it's, just it's, like, it's just a put, potential that they see in their mate so they want to be with their mate right mm-hmm. if you're in a when you get when you get in a and when when you're in a marriage right a lot of things happen to people who get married i would say at a young age most people get married between 19 and 23 right right when they yeah, graduate right when they graduate from college yeah, so in this in this marriage right you're learning about adulthood because essentially mm-hmm. at 18, 19, you know what I'm saying? Either you're marrying your high school sweetheart or you're going into college and you feel like you met the woman of your dreams. So you get married, right? Totally you guys you guys don't have children. Nope. Mm-hmm. So then you graduate from college and you have children. After you graduate from college and you have children, then you get into these careers that you went to We're school for for so long. Right. right. You're still growing up and you're now you're married. So with you being married in those years where you were going through college or, you know, you were getting your degrees and you, you were doing your thing before you had kids, life was just about you and her. So you could fuck all you want. We're going to call a spade a spade. Amen. You can fuck all you want. But now you have children. Careers. Now you have your careers. Now you have your job and duties as a wife. It ain't as easy as people make it out the same. Yeah, you might get a quick five minutes here, ten minutes there. But most most marriages, most marriages, 
20 to 45 minutes is all they got time for unless they go out for a weekend or they take a vacation and go somewhere because oh. your lives have become busy. Exactly. But it's, it's not going to be... I'm going to let you know after she finishes, if you don't want to hear, you might as well cover your ears it's, now. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not going to be on a consistent basis as... It's not going to be as consistent as it was I understand before that. I totally understand. before once you were once once the kids came through because yeah. then you have I, to manage a schedule and if most women are like me they have a schedule they manage the schedule so there are some days I mean, where we just tired of shit and it, the same thing goes for men because yeah my, my husband is a hands on husband Ricky is a hands on husband Dev is a hands on husband they still want that's their, a lot Dave. they, still, they still want some they still yeah, want like, some love time but there are times where these niggas is tired as hell and they don't want no pussy neither because they're tired I, I wasn't gonna say that word but what it's, I was gonna right say it's one of those situations I mean where, where where you where you have blow in your ear? I can't yeah. with you, nigga. Like what? really? Did I miss something? Uh, blow in uh, your uh, ear? This is why I want. That's why I threatened to mute her mic a minute ago. I knew, I knew something. Something's on the horizon. Your I mic. Didn't, no, I didn't say anything. Your mic. No, that this mic. Said that. This area's mic. Well, first oh, of all, area. this was supposed to be a, this supposed to be a conversation between me and Kiana anyway. <laughs> you got mics. All right, hold a second. Hold a second. All right, but no, essentially, lives get lives change during the course of a marriage, and, and this is why monogamy is the way it is because. In a monogamous relationship, your life changes anyway. If you're in a monogamous relationship for the long haul, I've known people. My sister, for one, is an example. Her and her husband have been together for 20 years, and she is my younger sister, okay? In their relationship, wow. I'm pretty sure in the beginning of their relationship, they was having sex all the time because they were teenagers, That's right? What, yeah, that's what we do. So now that they are in their goddamn 30s and almost fucking 40. Ain't no way in hell they still having sex the, the, the same as they it's, was when they don't. was teenagers, but... You will still have sex, yes. but life gets the best of you, which is why they say you should date your spouse. You should go on vacations with your spouse. You should still agree with all be that. the same person you were when you met it's your hard spouse. To do that, it is hard to do that, but if but you yeah, find the time, you, people have uh, people find the time. Like the yeah, Ellis's, this, the I think effort, this, the effort is appreciated. Their, their podcast was more about them finding the time because in the beginning when they first had kids and the vow was like well you know you had kids you don't want to have sex like you used to like why do i gotta feel sub subjected to you not wanting to have sex with me no more just because you got all this going on in your life you the one who wanted this monogamous relationship you the one who wanted me to just be with you and now you're not fulfilling my needs how am i supposed to feel meanwhile in his mindset she had to, Kadeen had to tell him that. I'm dropping name drops. But this, I mean, that's their podcast. It's their podcast. It's their podcast. So she had to tell him that our life changed drastically. In the beginning of our relationship, it was you coming to see me when you were off on your off season so we could get it in all the time because it wasn't on a consistent daily basis. And Kiana, you know why that is about, because people neglect separating sex as a physical entity from the emotional. Exactly. So the thing is, me personally as a wife, I don't care if we got five million kids. When I physically need you, it's going to happen. Right. I don't care where we are. If I physically need you, it's going to happen. So we're going to separate the emotion. You don't care where you're at. If I gotta step outside and me and my I, man I, I, I and we gotta step we will lock, we will lock the door in broad daylight. Kids can't come but in. But the, the thing room, is, we gotta do it. I think that people they they get 
the emotion mixed up with the physical. Sex is just that. It is a physical entity. The gold couch has been extremely quiet over here. I'm going to give them their due. I'm going to start with my man in the hoodie. So Both of them got on hoodies. Yeah. No, he got the hoodie on. Now he got the hoodie T- on. T-Boogie in the hoodie right now. Okay, like that. Trev, let me see what you got to hey, say. Hey, Boogie. I'm a little first scared. First off, T-Boogie. y'all made me not want to get married in the first place. Y'all made that shit sound depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we make it sound depressing? The way you just said it, Once a week. That shit sounds depressing. I didn't say once a week. I, y'all, y'all I, I was very specific in what like I hold said. Hold a second, please, no more. No, I got no, no, no. I want to argue my point. I did not say once a week. I definitely said you got to get it in where you can fit it in. Maybe five minutes here, That's but no more than. 25 to 45 minutes in each section. It might be, hey, I'm about to get in the shower. I'm about to get in the bed. You got 45 minutes meet to get your ass lunch. upstairs. Meet me at lunch, hey, look, some man. shit like that. But you don't have time to rendezvous like you did when you was a teenager. All right, all right, so my, my, other, my, other, my other point is, though. You know what? I was about to say something, but I am not going to say what I was just about to say. I am really going to shut that shit down. Because there's going to be some mad folks up here if I would to say what I was going to say. Okay. Continue. So you guys, you guys keep talking about monogamy and, and things like that. And to me, I think uh, how human relationships are, I think, is very, very interesting mm-hmm. as far as monogamy. So if you look at nature, most of your sexual partners in in nature, they're polyamorous, right? Mm-hmm. Once the child, or once the Poly what? polyamorous, polyamorous, multiple partners. I mean, I understand that, but. Never mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, then, 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 you learn something then. new every day on BNY. So once, <laughs> okay. once the, once the, you know, the, the child is up to a point in which it can fend for itself, the father moves on and continues to spread its genes because that's what maybe is what it's, what right. it's about. Yeah. It's all mm-hmm. about. That's why men can keep having kids after one after another. Procreating Earth. Uh, well, you guys are off the block for nine months. However, men do also have a time clock too. We can't keep mutton for the rest of our lives. We do eventually start shooting blanks. Is it when you it's just It's just a lot longer. It's just a lot longer of a period. Than oh, okay. we, Again, as long as y'all taking care of y'all just the y'all can to see. give us knowledge about when I can have kids when I'm 35 years old. Hey, he's shooting blanks. Shooting blanks is still shooting blanks. Hey, I'm when I say, when I say don't hey, shoot blanks no if more, I were to right? say this motherfucker spitting, I'm talking about the words he's saying. So, <laughs> <laughs> nah, you said, nah, he said, he said something about niggas get old about shooting blanks. Shoot and blanks. you literally yeah. fixed yourself because you don't shoot blanks. Ricky is not but, I mean, old, he, though. He but said he's not he's at that point no, yet. To Trev, be shooting we are blanks. old. He called us old before. But, yeah. I mean, he understands that you guys aren't old genetically, though. But you have 60-year-old men out here still creating kids. Right. Ain't no 60-year-old woman and out there, here having actually, no kids. there has That's been the, 60-year-old men so, having kids. But it's not very it's not, often. Right, I mean, it's yeah. not yeah. as often as it is a 60-damn-year-old man. But, anywho, I do think it's important. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to marry a girl I didn't have sex with before I marry her. I'm gonna be straight up. Yeah, I I'm not trying to. Yeah, 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 you're but not gonna buy a car you never drove. Right, mm-hmm. young, young man, young man, people, young though. man. They be getting that shit, Before yo. we move on to Maddie, let me That's tell you this: fair. how oh, that that to, to me it can be utter bullshit because what? when you marry a person, they don't know how to drive you until you teach them how to drive you. Yeah, and they can learn while we in a relationship. Right. No, 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 no. I can marry you tonight and teach you how to ride me. 
and you will only know how to bribe me. So, Ricky, go ahead and exit, sir. Go ahead and exit. Wow. Um, no, no. This is what Ricky was talking about. So he didn't want to hear but that. that's, the, that's the thing. So people always say, I can't marry nobody I never had sex with before. That is absolutely not true because the whole point of getting married is to teach your spouse how to love you. And the thing is, nine times out of ten, if you they had sex so with somebody else before, they yeah. think everything is all good yeah, because they don't know how to love Mm-mm. you. Okay. So, okay, so then, right. then that's the point. I have a follow-up question for you. Right, so let's say I don't have sex with this individual, and mm-hmm. then, you know, I'm no relationships all about compromise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's say trash. they have a sexual fetish <laughs> that they absolutely need done in order to get off. Because at the end of the day, Travis you know saying, but I I'm, think this is a convers that's a conversation. Yeah, that I'm not, I'm 100%. No, you don't but, catch that shit till later. Believe me, I know. But, no, so but, like, what if, what if there's some shit? What if some wait shit? Wait a minute. Like, after after the tired, they're like, oh yeah, this, a B-side one. this is what I need. And if you can't provide that, I'm gonna find it somewhere else. Then how, how's that? How's, well, first you know what I'm of saying? all, like you said, that's that's basically a conversation. Like I think somebody would tell that's you that before question, y'all get though. married. So, like no, I would ask the question. So no. even though you guys have not had sex, right? And when I say sex, I mean sexual intercourse, right? Because there's a lot of people who wait this to fucking have fucking and making love. It's that, that, right. So there's a lot of people who wait to have sex before marriage, right? They, they, they there, shot to them. There's a lot of people who wait to have sex before marriage. So those people who wait to have sex before marriage have had conversations about sex. It isn't just, oh, I'm going to wait till I have sex before I have marriage. So they having phone sex on the phone? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is they don't go the full <laughs> ride. They don't have now. sexual intercourse. Because as we all know, sex is not just intercourse. There are levels to having sex. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know that. So they might just not go the full haul of having sexual intercourse until marriage. But, but before 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 you get to that point, you guys I believe should have a conversation about sex. And if that is a choice of not yours. hideable. It's not it's not something you can hide. No, if you it's not. know I'm sorry. That's just like it's in the conversations. If you know a dude that always talks about somebody's feet or like titties, that's the or first ass. Yeah, like, bro, that I, I, about, that shit weird. Yeah, to me to me a foot fetish is but you got some dudes, they won't even look at the bitch face until they look at them feet. That's their fetish. That's weird. If right. you got a man that he always talking about titties, he don't care about the ass, he don't care if she even got an ass, yeah, his fetish yeah. is titties. Yeah. If you meet some people that talk about certain things, and I have met some dudes that I have been ear hustling, and they mention something, and I'm like, first of all, you're gay because you mentioned that, but that's their fetish. No, thank you. I can't so, go around but, talking about hey, buzzing on girls' faces, even though that's what I like to do. Hey, we'll say, Manny, hey, Manny, close us up from here for this topic. Hey. All right, so where we at? Well, so um, when it comes to, like, sex and relationships, in. right, mm-hmm. um, just based off, I mean, sex and marriage, mm-hmm. based off me, um, like, I mean, I, travel, I used to travel a lot for work when I, well, I still do, but I used mm-hmm. to travel a lot for work when I was married. Mm-hmm. And even then, like, every time me and my ex-wife you know, had intercourse. It was bigger than sex for making love, right? Mm-hmm. I found it a a task because I was gone so long. First off, I missed, not even a task, I missed her. When I came home, that's the first thing I would do. And it didn't matter. I have kids. As we lock the door, y'all go watch Paw Patrol. I'm about to tear this shit up. But that's what's supposed to happen. That's though. what's supposed to happen, right? But it doesn't and always like, happen. It doesn't always, I mean, honestly, Shout I can't, honestly, I can't say I had that problem. Like, even then, me and my ex went through a very horrible divorce, but sex was not an issue. I never had to worry about, you know, dang, we're not having sex enough. I mean, there's some times where she was like, 
bro, you're doing too much. Like, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm maxed out. But, you know, but I'm gone a lot. So when I come home, I'm like, oh. it's expected. Is it, is that, I, mean, I mean, it's kind of expected. Me, that would be expected it's expected, are, but like, it's if only you expected. Are loyal, then yeah. you only would desire. Yes, your but wife. then so even on top of that, yeah, so on top long, of that, the whole monogamy thing was. Y'all kept throwing out monogamy. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck is a relationship about? A lot of people don't, you know, you're in a relationship. That's monogamy. What, what the fuck y'all saying? You're right only now? looking at it from the perspective. That I mean, you, I mean, I've been seeing, I've been seeing, I've been seeing these poly, these, these poly relationship poly chat coming up. It's coming up. It's com- it's, it's a lot. Starting but I'm saying even then, you say it's a lot, but it's probably 0.3 percent. Okay, even so you see that one Facebook post, you see that three Facebook posts, and think that everybody doing that nah, shit. Everybody ain't doing that shit. I know, I know, I know, I, I, I know a few polyamorous. people who are who or who were that like Steve polyamorous when I was in, the in relationships. Though, yeah, yes. they were like in polyamorous relationships when I'm, I was you know, in so the like three of them just go out. And hang the out. reason why they were in polyamorous relationships were at the end of the day, this was who he was with. And they wanted another they, and when I say they, because this is what polyamorous relationships are about, mm-hmm. they wanted another entity in their relationship. Theoretically, I think. Why do you she, want another entity in your relationship? Because it was, an it, yeah, it, was an, it was an agreement. Between, I'm way too territorial for that. And I am too. So yeah, no, never like, ever will I I've ever never been fucking do I've like never that. been in a relationship with a woman that was willing to share me with anybody. I'm a selfish bitch. I'm I mean, exactly. I don't want to say that. When I say exactly, exactly. I don't mean like that. So nobody. Yeah, don't don't kill me. But I'm saying. I mean, I've had. Yes. I mean, what's my? Not with my girlfriend. What's mine is mine. But I agree with Manny. If you want, if you do not want to be monogamous, be single. Right. Yeah. And then you just screw everybody you want to. Yeah. That I will allow you. No, no, hey, hey, hey. This is the door that you're trying to get me to step into, and I'm not gonna do it. What's what she say? Do what? Be what? Future. Oh God! Oh, anytime Ricky says future, it's it's a, a a way to get back to me, and I'm not having that tonight. <laughs> so, hey, hey, we gonna move on to uh, we gonna move on to a quick kiss right there. What's your Meek Mill to a quick hit? All right, man. Uh, he had a lyric um uh, not too long ago it that pretty much up. about a week ago. He said that uh, what he say? He was going down uh with a chopper with like Kobe. Chopper. Yeah, yeah, some of that, yeah, some of that, uh, some of that aspect. Quick thoughts, what did you think about that? It was fucked up, period, mm-hmm. point blank. Mm-hmm. That's not simple. something that should be said. Right. It's no too, other way around that. It's, but it's are you not. surprised that some rapper said yes. that? Yes. No. No, I'm not surprised at all. I'm not. I mean. I'm surprised. I'm like, it's, I'm, it's I'm not, on the lines of. It's didn't, a relatable lyric. Didn't like it, but don't care. I, I mean, the I chopper. Mean, the, I mean, re- the, reason why, the reason why I say it's a relatable lyric is because it fits what he was trying to portray. Like, he would go down like Kobe went down in his death, being with his daughter and doing what he loved to do. I think that is the lyric that everybody is missing when he said that shit. Like, sure. that's what the hell he meant when he said it. What do you think, Trev? Uh, there's also another rapper that mentions Kobe's death in one of his uh, lyrics. I forgot who it was and what the actual verse was, but he didn't get any flack for it. Mick Mill has already been on a downward path. He's been spiraling out. Absolutely. I don't know what that fuck, that, what, what that nigga's going on in his life. Too as well. his Kobe mental, like, um, I mean, his, his mental is fucked up at the moment. Philly is Philly, though. But, yeah, no, he... he uh, he, he definitely missed the mark with that one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no epic doubt. fail. Epic. I may have did it with Lil Baby, though. I'm like, God And then it, he had the nerve to have security with 6 9 and all that. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that since you bought the shit up. No, so, I mean, it's a quick saying, hit. Look, think about it. Like, look, <laughs> Real quick. Real quick. Think about it. When Magic was going through his stuff with the AIDS and the HIV and all that type of stuff, mm, if any man. rapper 
even now today would incorporate magic situation. Yes, there has been. I think think some rappers have. That's thirty years. And and how many people looked at them like, "Yo, you wilding out!" Like, "Yo, that's not cool." Easy at it too. So, yo, it it doesn't. What I'm saying is, (laughs) it doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't make it okay. But honestly, two two totally different situations were bringing up Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant. No, no, it's not. But I'm going to say it is because. Because HIV was something that people, you know, it's not some people sympathize with. Now they do because, you know, all the the rappers. But at one point in time, HIV was not something you sympathize with somebody if you found out they had it. So immediate, you know, but uh, death. Like yes, who niggas see death all the fucking time? Right. What we're talking about is Kobe and Gianna dying unexpectedly. Right. We so, saying that that niggas die unexpectedly in Philly every day, though. B. But hold a second, Mick Mill was way out of pocket. Like, no, I said what I was saying. And then I don't agree with it. I'm sorry, the man just passed a year ago. Right, it's day. too that's soon. That's what I'm saying. He just died a year ago, and you know. And then furthermore, not only that, I ain't saying it's okay. It's not even a thing about Kobe Bryant. It's the fact that how does number one how this man died. He died with his child. Holding like, her. Why are you holding her. That? You know what I'm saying? They found his carcass and her carcass right. holding so one another. Why would you even make that? Stop that it, bro. Analogy. That's like, like that was, hold on. No Y'all remember? No hold on. Y'all remember Real Kodak quick. Black shot his shot at Lauren London immediately after Nip was was done in. We's on right? Head, yeah. Everybody shut that down. Everyone was like, that's fucking bullshit. It's the we same thing. I mean, I, I, I we did a pod on that. I was today years old when I found out um, Meek said what he said. I mean, I'm not okay agree, with this. It's, it's, it completely, it was unexpected and it was uncalled for. It's not okay in any sense of the word. I don't even know. It's not, not even too soon. It's just some no. things as far as respect. Like, so I'm, I'm don't do. Hey, hold on a second. It's a quick kid. We ain't going to turn this into a whole segment. We'll be here for four hours. Uh, real quick, Draymond Green said recently that um, NBA players, they uh, th- it's not a two-way street when it Agreed. comes to um, owners trading them. But as far as NBA players, they have pretty much no say-so as far as their careers. Where owners can do whatever the hell they want to NBA players, they're pretty much just like sitting there on the wayside. Um, what do you think about Draymond's words? Truth. 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 Truth the power. I agree. It's a quick hit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> NBA players. Everybody hey, agree. Got, yep. hey, more, Every, all athletes, more, honestly. Hey, yeah, all True. athletes. They have all way athletes. more power than that, than owners. They refuse to play the games. We going from there. Which is actually yeah. kind of ironic because J.J. Watt just asked to get traded or get released and from his no contract. no one said anything and about it. And him. it was instantaneous. Like oh, it's like, day. oh, J.J. Watt? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Oh, oh, Deshaun Watson? Yeah, we're going to we bleach your ass out. Exactly. Interesting. Will, I got you all day. Um, hey, shout out to Will too as well. Hey, I need you on the podcast here sometime soon, baby. You too busy, um, Mister White. <laughs> First of all, what you're not gonna do is talk about my brother like that. Now, if you don't know, don't nobody else. And I'm here to tell you, don't talk about Will Will Johnson Jr. Do not talk about that one. I will come for your neck. Mm. All of he lifting weights. All, all of it. Oh, hold a second, hold a second, hold a second. Hey, we, we on two different ends of what's going on here. So, oh, Jesus. Hold a second. I, I, can you understand where you're coming from? I understand what Joe. Manny's saying to as well. Hey, that's why what's up will have both of them. So the laugh at Manny and the the love for Keanu. So hey, all love. Yeah, you know we got you, bro. Yeah, for sure. Uh Mr. Jackson, uh Tim Bay wide receiver, died in the hotel. Two days ago? Yeah, I heard something about like that. that. Yeah. Two days ago. Old Temple in charge of wide receiver. Hall yeah, of Famer? Best way. Hall of no, Famer. No. no, he wasn't a Hall of Famer. Whoa. Actually, no, I don't know. He had Whoa. He had eighteen he had no, he had eight hundred and fourteen catches. That's a lot of catches. Yeah, he, he more he, than Calvin maybe. Johnson. 
Mind you. Well, Calvin Johnson did more in less time. Yeah, he did a but lot. But he also did. I'm going to focus on the man's, the man's passing. He, um, This is what happened. He stayed away from his family for some time. The family was worried. They, they sent a cop to go look for him. They found him. And they said, hey, we found him. He's good to go. Two weeks later, he died in a hotel. Now, me personally, just speculation. This could be a little bit wrong here, but just based on some things I've seen from the case, it could be a, a little bit case of CTE, just based on other things I've seen mm-hmm. from NFL athletes. About that last week. Yeah. Uh, somebody, uh, one of the sheriff's mission, it could be alcoholism, but the family completely denied that, said that you know he doesn't speak for us, whatnot. I have no idea. The autopsy is coming out a little bit later, but mm-hmm. whatever, especially NFL athletes, they do more weird things than like you see an NBA player do or a soccer player or a, a, a baseball player because it's the game is dangerous and that can't be it's diagnosed dangerous. until they die exactly I mean so. Aaron Hernandez at CTE uh, Trey Mason McNair I don't know if you know him from Auburn old running back he, he did a whole bunch of wild things Steve McNair like it's it's. I don't know we'll we'll see what happens from there and we'll, we'll go on from that that so, that'll so, be a next week type thing though, mm-hmm. but I'm looking forward to. I, I, overall, I want to see that all time. The weather's sure. supposed to be bad next week, so it's supposed. To, we might have to do that again. Yeah. I thought it was gonna Jesus. be like sixty degrees Friday, on Friday, Wednesday. Friday, yeah, Saturday, and thought, Sunday it's supposed to snow again. Yeah, Bro, I'm thought. so over it. Yes. <laughs> I ain't seen weather like this since when I was in it's, high school. It's been nah, some years though. The problem is we get the weather. They're like, oh, it's gonna snow for five days. And so it's you put everything on hold. It snows for one day. You put all your shit on hold. Just up in the house DC. For, yeah. for days. Not doing shit. And we thought it was going to just come down. The bottom was going to fall out. That's right. Y'all was quarantined together. Yeah. yeah. We was like, yo, it's going to come down. Fuck it. We ain't no. here together, baby. Fuck it. We ain't here together. Yeah. We got to get warm somehow. Fuck we ride. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, wait, wait. Hey, uh, Trev, this day in black. No, history. nigga, don't just try to get Don't just start that. <laughs> Hey, you trade songs, dive in. Oh, <laughs> nigga. Damn. God. Disrespectful. Then he got a haircut. Beyond disrespectful. disrespectful. Hey, you know, yeah, when you get a haircut, you just act different. True shit. <laughs> I haven't had a haircut in quite some time. Dude, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you nah. that's, um, all, that's all jokes, though, for real. Trip. How you guys doing, man? Are you ready, so, Trip? Oh, this I'm always ready. History. I'm always ready. Well, so. you about to be halfway through the couch? Man, mind your business, man. Go couch. <laughs> hey, go couch. Go couch. Me and Trey are the same height. If you look at the screen, you'd be like, this nigga's like four to have six. a sound bite. A, a go couch. Go couch. Go couch. Ooh, the next mixture we get, we're going to have all the sound bites. Anywho, February 19th, 1942. Mm-hmm. Tuskegee. The 100th Air Wing was activated, also known as the Tuskegee Airmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Tuskegee Airmen, obviously, were one of the ma- most successful escort groups during World War II. Mm-hmm. Never lost a single bomber. And I don't forget how many stories they flew, but a, lot. Yeah, a shit a lot. ton. Um, the Nazis called them the Black Devils because, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously they're they were black yeah. and they were Nazis. Also, uh, you know, people like to try and whitewash it. The first Mr. Schmidt 292, which was the first fighter jet ever flown, was actually shot down by a red tail. They always try and push it off into somebody from the 401st or whatever, but it was actually a black man that shot down the first fire jet in combat. Black mm. excellence. Um, but, black you know, a lot of, you know, their, their uh, sacrifice and their contribution to this great country paved the way for a good amount of us mm-hmm. out here today flying uh, in in the Air Force and making a improved notion that blacks can serve in uh, higher intelligence roles and promoting the overall views of blacks in America. Look at you, Dave. All right. For the record, uh, they flew more than 15,000 sorties between uh, May uh, 43, the year, 
in a June 1945. And, and for bombers like, requested them a lot to be escorted yeah. by. And the, the crazy thing is, for like three fourths of the war, they just had them stationed in Italy, and they did absolutely nothing besides shoot trains until they started running out of planes. Yeah. And it's actually, the movies? that's dope. The movies are. Loose. I mean, they, they kind of mentioned. I mean, we should go into history. Yeah, we're yeah. going. But yeah, so like for like three fourths of the World War Two, they had them stationed in the middle of nowhere in Italy, shooting trains and stuff until they started losing a whole shit ton of bombers and fire jets, and they're like, "All right, we need more troops." And then fire the Red Wings came or Red Tails came in and started dominating the skies. And they're like, "Wait, blacks can actually fly planes? Who would have guessed? I wonder what else they could do." You know what? It's wild. It's wild that it took shit to get so fucked up. Actually, activate this unit, mm-hmm. kind of like Obama. It took shit to get so fucked up to elect a black man in office. Oh, so you want to know? Want to hear something <laughs> crazy? So, I told y'all, Black History Month with my kids, we read about one man and one woman. I did not know, honest to God, I did not know. But today we read about Jesse Jackson, right? Hey. And like, I met him. Got 19, 19, like sixty four or something. He was the first black man who ran for president. Did not know that. Did not pay attention to it. At all, she was like winning us. too, as well. Like yeah. Rainbow Coalition. Yeah, he had like he had in his first run because he ran twice. His first run, he had ten electoral votes and like eleven something else. And then his second run, that's when he started winning. Bernie Sanders back. Yeah. Then. Um. Well, Mitch McConnell. That's when he ran. Yeah, fuck that he guy. he <laughs> was his second fucking runner up when he ran for president. I was like, God damn. What was that? So, Mitch McConnell, the Republican, yeah, yeah, the was one... running up to just Jackson, the Democrat. Yep. Well, I believe he was. He was probably he Republican back then. Yeah. Because no, no, Democrats ran, were the ones in like the sixties and seventies that hired the Klan. This is the eighties. He ran as a Democrat. He no, he he definitely ran as a Democrat. Yeah. But Mitch uh, Mitch McConnell must have ran as a Democrat because it was a, he was a part of the Democratic Party then. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised to know that. Surprised. I mean, because I mean, yeah. Democratic Party Democratic. was the ones that yeah, he was. So yeah, so he ran as a Democrat. Mitch McConnell ran as a, as a Democrat first. But I read it to my kids today, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I never paid attention to this because when you hear about Jesse Jackson, you always hear about the Rainbow his, Coalition, right? The Rainbow Coalition and his activism in um, Black MLK. America, right, and all of that stuff. But you never hear about that. So Obama pays big tribute to Jesse Jackson. And him being able to run for president. Mm. I thought that was so dope that I read that uh, today. So I got a fun personal story about Jesse Jackson I'd like to share, if that's okay. Yeah. So I was actually at the Bud Building Parade, which is the second biggest parade in the United States. Um, uh, you know, second only to the Macy's Day Parade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about black culture and everything. It's really dope. Uh, I was, when I was in the honor guard, we went out there to march in it. And I was like one of like three black people in the whole entire flight, which is kind of, I feel stupid because I think they should have been kind of aware of where they were going. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you want to put your best foot forward, you would have an all-black flight. But I was the only one that was actually, like, in the flight. The other two guys were spares, so they were in the back. Um, and so he was walking by, and he was, like, thanking everybody. And he saw he saw all of us. He was talking to us. And he was asked if he could take a picture. He asked you to no, take he, a picture? No, he asked, he asked if, you know, he could take a picture with us. Mm-hmm. He came right up to next, next to me, me being the only black guy. He shook my hand, was talking to me. I was the only person he talked to. Out of everybody, he didn't even talk serious? to our NCO. He didn't talk to anybody. He just talked to me, That's thanked dope. me for my service and everything. And then I got to take a picture with him. So I'm gonna pass it around my phone, and you guys can see the picture that I got to take with uh, Jesse Jackson. A little show and tell. I love that. Yeah. You got posted in the. Uh, the yeah, I got you. Oh yeah, you got some sunshine, bro. You ain't even light skin. That's when I was. That's when I was. I get, bro. I like when you I say. Jesse in his bitch, bro. Here, when I say I get dark, when I say I get dark. 
I get dark. Like if I'm in the sun long enough, I get dark, dark. You know the funny thing? I only get dark from like the waist up. Exactly, right? Like, she said, I gotta see. Do you wanna see? I mean, you can see the ears. Bro, that don't even look like you. That looks like, just like him, but darker. I mean, darker. it do, but darker. It hey, definitely do. This one to, um, what's up? <laughs> Stop capping. So wait, I got one more. <laughs> I got one more. I got one more. I got go ahead, one go more. Go ahead. I believe it. I believe so, it. That's what's up, though. February 19th, 1992. John Singleton was the first and youngest African-American nominated for an Academy Award for Boys to Men. I mean, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. I love Boys to Men. I like a good crossover. Boys in the Hood. Stupid. Yeah, we talked about that. That's dope. Yeah, it is. I love Boys in the Hood. Black Excellence. John Singleton, he did a lot of movies. Yeah, he did. One of my personal favorites. This movie wasn't good. Season four. Was that old Mars movie with Ice Cube? I don't know if anybody saw that. What movie? What? You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one right there. Oh, okay. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, but John Singleton, I mean, he's done so many. Other work. I love Boys in the Hood, but my favorite was the line that old dog said in Menace to Society. He was like, they shot your cousin, and you ain't going to do shit about it. You acting like a bitch right now. God damn it. Like, that was <laughs> line what in that shit. movie. So that was my favorite line out of any John Singleton movie. Shaft, Four Brothers, Baby Boy. Listen, I love Poetic Justice. Four Brothers, Baby Boy. Whole bunch of shit. Yeah, Poetic Poetic Justice you know, shit. he has classics on there. Yeah, it. absolutely. He did I know, he, I know he did Snowfall. Yeah, he was saying season four come out next week. He got week. classics. I See, now I got to go back and watch it from season one because I have no clue what you're talking about. Who's your producer on Hustle yeah. and Flow? For real? Black Snake Moan? That was a good movie. Hustle and Flow got on my nerves just because of the action. Put your hand on your dick and shake it, shake it real fast. And he was a bouncer in Eight Mile. Was he? I'm just reading the credits, man. He was the mailman. <laughs> he was the mailman in one of the movies, too. Was it Boys in the Hood or Menace to Society? Mm. He was the mailman in one of those movies. Boys in the Hood, he was the mailman. Yeah. And he was a fireman in Beverly Hills Cop 3. That's hilarious. Look, I'm just reading the credits. He's doing that Stan Lee shit. Who's watched yeah. the third one, though? <laughs> Who's what? Has anybody, has every guys watched the third Beverly Hills Cop? I have. No. Yeah. I've watched all three. I watched all three like, of them. I mean, always the first one's always the, the best. Like the yeah. best yeah. The second yeah. one. I feel like the, the more sequels they get, it always gets worse and worse and worse. Man, you ain't have to say that. <laughs> that was necessary. Hey, last uh, final thoughts. Let's go with the uh, go couch. Can Manny. I All right. So I meant to say this in the beginning, but I didn't. Um, we had a lot going on. I had a lot going on in personal life. Uh, I lost a, a a good friend from the past um, last night. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, My condolences. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Williams. Um, I mean, you're in the military. You you leave and you. I hate to say, you know, I don't like to associate, but I haven't been home in a long time. But, um, like, we lost, you know, a high school friend last night too soon. And um, we, uh, that's, that's kind of, you know, that's been my, my couple days. But, uh, like, rest in peace. And um, this is your shout out. I, it was another reminder that life is way too short. Mm. And, Enjoy everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, um, we, we can toast up for y'all don't mind. Definitely. Yeah. Eight seconds. Eight yeah. seconds. Real quick. It don't even matter. We can just toast up from from for the homie. You know, it's been a while, but Jordan, uh, do it, do it. Jordan, we got you. You know, 
And it bothered me because that's my niece's name, too. And mm-hmm. she came to me this morning, like, are you all right? And I said, yeah, my homegirl passed and this and this and this. And then I'm like, I'm like, what's her name? And I told her the story. And she's like, and I'm like, shit, your name's the same as hers. Because my niece's name is Jordan, you know. So, like, it bothered me. But here we go. Just a tough stuff. Let's get in and out. Of course. Rest in paradise. Um, yeah. Just you know, you know. At the end of the day, appreciate your people. You know, you never know when you yeah, wake sir. up, and you you never know when you wake up, and the person that you know you share memes with or like photos on social media don't wake up the next morning. You know. Mm. So, but uh, yeah, that was that's been me. So for her. No and doubt, no doubt. otherwise, outside of that, you know, I'm happy to be here with y'all. Y'all my y'all my release. I don't get out much. Trey, Trey, it's uh, it's definitely good to be back. You know, I had a little bit of a hiatus. My fault, man. That's you are the me. weakest link Fucking right now. Alki, uh, no. You don't look too good over there. Bro. <sighs> about to put oh, you in eight app. We don't video. Eighty-seven of them. We about to go to eight app. <laughs> But it's definitely been good to back. You know, I apologize for the hiatus. I know I don't really have any fans anymore because they all probably left, but it's all good. Um, sorry for making you bust your balls pushing the car up. <laughs> Damn, son. No pause at Damn, all. Damn, son. I ain't got nothing to say to you. <laughs> His balls <laughs> got busted last week. <laughs> that was, was kind of <laughs> That was kind of Anywho. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So it's a pleasure to see you all again. Bless you. You plan you plan, you plan on uh, come back on the podcast? Absolutely. All right. Until I, you know, have to go leave the DC area. And <laughs> Your wife is retrain. laughing at you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna delete that comment. <laughs> Don't delete her comment. <laughs> That's censorship. Don't. Uh, Veronica. It's private right now. We can do what we want. You don't have nothing to say for your final thought. You good? Um, my final thought. Thank you all. You know, um, it's, it's a lovely time every time I see you all and being here on the podcast and getting to share everyone's experiences. Manny, I do offer you my condolences about your dear friend. Thank you. And I just agree with him uh, about uh, life is crazy right now. These la- This last year and, and even into 2021, some weird and crazy things have been happening. Mm-hmm. And I just think it should be a lesson to everyone to appreciate each and every day that you wake up and that you're alive and you're healthy and that your loved ones are there for you to speak with them, even if it's through a Zoom, um, you know, you're conference right, call. Right, right, yeah. But the point is that they're there. I can say personally that on, you know, my I, I lost a great aunt. Um, my one of my cousins, a distant cousin, lost her her father, and then right after that, someone else they all died from COVID. So it's just one of those things where people are being taken from this earth, the left and right. And it took for us to slow down. And when I say slow down, we've been basically doing nothing for the last year. Mm-hmm. This has been going on, people passing. But I think that we didn't really pay attention to it because we were always so busy. But it took for us to slow down to realize that we've been losing so many people and life is so precious. Yes. That also reminds me. So, like, I didn't talk about it the other day. I had mm-hmm. a, a close friend I used to live here. Mm-hmm. He lost his wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I mean, all this came. It's it's been a right. long week, and I'm like, that's a hard pill yeah, to swallow. Yeah, like to to and to 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 try to sympathize, and empathize with someone who lost their wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like it's crazy. It's a different. Vibe I don't know what to say. I can't even. I can't even break. Well, down sometimes to, you don't even say. have to say anything. Just your presence sometimes is yeah. enough. But I mean, okay. we're, we're like spread a, out. A, we're a spread gesture. out across the world, so, so it's a hard. Even, a gesture even, or something. Yeah, be, even being you know yeah. Yeah. on a enough. Zoom call. Yeah. Just yeah. your presence is yeah. sometimes enough. Mm-hmm. But 2021 ain't shit. Don't no, say 20. that. It's not over yet. But I say that to say. Okay. Self care is very important. Absolutely. Um, you know. If you need someone to talk to, if you need to cry, you know, crying cleanses the soul. I don't think anybody should be too grown or too proud to do just that. You know, there are a lot of 1-800 numbers out here for people that may be contemplating suicide. There are a lot of uh, people that are willing to talk to you about whatever you're going through. So I just think the year of 2021, after all we've been through, People need to start putting more emphasis on one relationships, whether it be man, woman, whatever. Monogamous two, ones. <laughs> monogamous ones. But no, when I say relationships, I mean with people. And no, two, y'all have me thrown. Self care, like taking care of yourself. Agreed. That's my final thought. True. Red couch. Me first. You got you it. Go. You go ahead. Okay, look. Uh, you know, y'all, y'all know my moniker. I'm in the room for the black men and women. Yo. Oh, we got women added to it now. Yeah, we got women added to it now, right? Of course. Well, of course. And I'm I'm happy to be here. Uh, To everyone's slight points that's spoken so far, um, back in 2019, I I lost someone very dear to me. Um, You know what I'm saying? An Air Force mate. Um, And I spoke to the individuals that I was close to that showed up at that time. And it's still relevant right now. Uh, we're at the age, oddly enough, mm-hmm. where we will start to lose people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. To it's crazy enough to say that, but we it, have. It, it is. You it know, is. One, and I'm not. I'm not saying you don't lose people in their twenties, and but like, it's like when you hit like that thirty plus, mm-hmm. you start to lose people due to you know what I'm saying certain illnesses, diseases, or whatever. Uh, it's important to, you know what I'm saying, to, to be in contact. And that's just, you don't have to be in contact, but just kind of be a presence, as mm-hmm. y'all spoke. Mm-hmm. Like, we are we are, in, we are at the age where we lose people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it strikes us differently because we kind of, we've lived life up until this point. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of us, it's, it's our halfway mark. We don't know it yet. You know, but to live up until 34, 35, you're, look, we, we are living. Mm-hmm. And to live to 35, you know, you're you're, you're still experiencing a lot. Mm-hmm. And you can actually succumb to a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's imperative that we uh, uh, appreciate those that's in our circle. You know what I'm saying? And appreciate them for who they are and what they've brought to us and what we've given to them. You know, never... Never undervalue, never undersell yourself to who you are, to the next man. You know what I'm saying? Because a phone call from Manny could be the one thing that saves my life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and so don't ever think that ah, I'm, I shouldn't call him. I Maybe not. It's not the right time. You don't know that. You know what I'm saying? With those people that's close to you. So always keep that in mind. Yo, love the people that you love. Appreciate the folks that you appreciate and never be afraid to show them, you know? So, look, 
I appreciate and I love every each and every one of you all. I say that all the time. Feeling is mm-hmm. mutual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, I can't understate it enough. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate being in this space. And you know what I'm saying? Yo, we're doing a good thing. Let's keep the ball rolling. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people loving what we do. Mm-hmm. Let's not let's not let up off the gas pedal. Let's keep that bitch going. Let's run this bitch till we run out of gas. Until we get even to in, we gonna Amen. refuel that motherfucker. And we gonna keep it going though. But as long as we got the same mindset, can we go to Barbados? Can we go to the Barbados? Mm-hmm. Not on a cruise ship though. But <laughs> 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 well, we gonna get there one day. No, Keanu, you got it, baby. Hey, look, yeah, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass this cruise ship over to. <laughs> Then he gonna fly over a large body of water. Imagine, imagine like having a podcast on a cruise ship. That'd oh, that be would be. Like, it would be dope. That would be dope. But I'm telling you, take well, a I ain't doing that shit. In it. They, they put all the alcohol included when you go on a cruise ship. You, can you gotta pay for it. I'm not doing no podcast on no cruise ship. I'm about to say I probably wouldn't be paying attention either. Look, we get to the point of doing the podcast on the cruise ship. I don't think we can worry about paying. It's right. gonna be a bunch of y'all. <laughs> it's gonna be a bunch of y'all in the back. Like, many, many, many. Yeah, he gone. Welcome to the BNY yeah. cruise. It'll be right. like one of those like things. We have like a whole. I was saying, booze, booze cruise, but you know, booze cruise. cruise. I like. Why it. Are you bullshitting? We can really make that happen. We could. We, we can on the local you level right now. Yeah, like on like a local like. We was, man, look, me and Rick, we was talking about that last year. <laughs> I'm the Potomac. Um, excuse on the me, local I used level. to work for the Spirit of Washington. You do not want to go to the Spirit of Washington. I'm sorry. First of all, the Odyssey is dope as fuck. I was thinking the about the Odyssey. The Odyssey is the Odyssey. First off, what the hell y'all talking about? It's a boat. It's a boat. I'm on a boat. It's called the Odyssey. The Odyssey. The Odyssey. Odyssey, Odyssey, Okay. At least said the Oxy. I was a little. The Odyssey is boring. You can do a private charter. Yeah. However, that is a bit expensive. $9,000. Well, let's start a GoFundMe, the BNY Booze Cruise GoFundMe. We can pay people for their admission. We're going to make that shit happen. Don't Thank worry you. about exactly. it. B-Size. B-Size. Yes. There it is. Yeah. Go ahead, Keanu. Um, let me see. I love it. You love what? When I get Yo, when you, when you get ready. <laughs> I just know you about to be long-winded and I might not make it through. Stop it. <laughs> Man, that was Damn. unnecessary. Damn, Come son. Have to be. You know what? what? Manny, get him. Get him in your final words. You get him. Take your I mean, ass you to the wrong. goddamn bathroom then. Don't worry about you my long winded shit. I'm going to make snow Go yellow right now. You, you wasting Go time. You wasting time. What the fuck is wrong with you? What's your final words? some controversy. Man, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> y'all was, I just want to say, y'all was talking about me. Right. You being so on violent energy. Wrong, Manny. That's the violent one. You on the gold couch. Go couch choose violence every weekend. Sis. Nah, you choose Sis. a go couch violence. This is different. Sis, you got it. I don't, I don't choose to sit here. You're the boss. You tell me I need to sit here. Next week, you sit on the red couch. No, the fuck he not. I'll put Kiana. i put a nail on this couch next no, week. No, the fuck he not. Because I want to see. That's I want to do it. I want to do a controlled experiment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so what you want? You want to see if the go couch got some type of special power? Because I said it was too as well. And I'm going to start talking away. is different. It, so, it, when Ricky sat on the go couch, he lost his shit. I agree. I lost my shit when I was on the gold couch. Exactly. I don't want to sit over there no more. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to sit over there no more. Guess what? I want to sit over there no more. I don't want to sit over there no more. Y'all can't handle the power of the gold couch. I don't want to sit over there Why do you keep sinking more on the gold couch? Because I'm sorting. Deeper and deeper. We're the same way. He's sitting here like on the camera. I'm just cozy, man. It's all about cozy vibes. 
if you got the itis, that's what that is. Because you didn't eat, you feeling them real tacos good. Them tacos, I kicked that. <laughs> Don't talk about the damn tacos. I'm getting mad again. Kiana, please. <laughs> That shit was worth I'm gonna it. sit down with you on that one. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna make a meme. <laughs> While you eat tacos, I'm putting my goddamn hand in the mud. Damn. Oh. Hey, Rick and Ray, this is sweater right now. Just so y'all know. Hey, well, he came, but y'all, okay, so when he came in here, right? He came in here and he sat down. <laughs> Yo, I looked at Rick and he was as red as the sleeves on that fucking shirt. I swear to God. I was like, Ricky. I had to adjust myself because he like, really was minute. pissed. And I was like, Yeah, because I thought kids something really happened. Make that like, right. So, like, my first thought was, Ricky, what, of course, what, what can Trevor do to. And he got to make up for that make shit. Make this up, you know, because there's no need to hold a grudge, sir. I'm not holding the garage. As soon as I said it, I let it go. Right. I just had to get, I I had to get it, had it on to get get it off your chest. No, because if, no, if somebody mentions some tacos again, you're going to be pissed. I got like, a little PTSD. He, he going to think about Trev every time somebody say something about tacos now. He'll be talking about tacos next week. I'm talking about it in the group chat from now on. Next time you go to tacos, you're going to at least give me one of those. I offered you some food. You bit it. you gave me shit about eating during podcasts. You was crumpling no papers, like nigga. Nah, you I was crumpling paper. You were dancing. You do it louder. <laughs> you I was excited. Was. You see, he took my chips away from me because I gotta be low key. Listen, I eat food on the podcast all the time. You just gotta be quiet and low key. So like, yeah, I was making noise. Oh, Manny, I'm not sharing no chips with you. No, I'm sorry. I didn't even ask the shit. Oh, I thought you were talking about Kiana. Final words, please. This ain't me. God, I love y'all. Like at the end of the day, like I love y'all. So, y'all know I work in child care, right? Mm-hmm. And today I realized the most amazing yet terrifying shit I have ever witnessed before in my last couple of years in child care. So, it is very important for us to raise our children um, properly and allow them to have the essential tools that they need in life. Mm. Um, as a parent, you hear me say it all the time on this podcast, it is your job, your job, it is not a want, it is your job to raise your children and to teach your children first. Mm. Um, this week in itself was really hard for me because I had a lot of things that I had to deal with personally and it hurts to my core to deal with these things, but there are some things again you have to teach your children first. And by saying that, I mean that there are some things in life that you can't expect somebody else to equip your child your child or your children with if you have not equipped them yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it hurt me today to see this in child care, but it was relatable to everyday life. You, There's an expectation that we have of our children. But that expectation that we have of our children is not being taught by us. Mm-hmm. And so in saying that, there are some things that you expect your children to know and do, but these are things that you don't want to teach them at home first. So I literally sat at work maybe about five or ten minutes and just cried with the struggling thought that there these are things that I have to deal with now as a teacher and as an assistant director that you don't realize. Um, violent behaviors. You see around your kid. I mean, your children see the thing. And this goes back to that communication thing. Your children are seeing these violent behaviors, so then they display them not in your presence. Um, you you want to teach your children to read and write, but they have disabilities, and you're limiting your child's progression in life 
when you don't recognize those disabilities. Mm. It hurts your child to the utmost extent. And today I had to witness a parent not want to. They weren't fully equipped to kind of. Fully equipped to handle the development of their child. And that bothered me to my core because literally what she said to me was, he'll be all right if it's still going on at the age of six or seven, then we'll get him help. His doctors have been saying this since he's been one or two, but he's a preemie, so he'll be okay. There's programs out there for you to better equip yourself as a parent if you feel like you cannot do it yourself. Do not limit your child's ability on what you have pride in as a parent. It is the worst thing you can do to a child. In saying that, we are well equipped with the ability to be whoever we want to be in life. But it is our job, and when I say our, I mean African-American women and men, to lift up our children to be the best that they can be. It is our job as black men and women, and now in particular, for us to raise our children with the mindset that they can be anything, that they can do anything, because we are providing them with these tools. It is so important, and I say this every week on my podcast, that we teach our children first. And we have to be our children's first teachers. If your child is having a problem with writing something or reading something, sit down with your child so that your child can be equipped and knowledgeable in the developmental stages in life that he needs to be. There are a lot of people who are held back because of their parents' pride, and it gets to my soul because now... I am one of those people who is rearing your child for primary school. Primary school is elementary school. So I am there to help your child develop through prime, to primary school. But if you are hindering your child, how can they develop properly? Amen. This happens in adulthood. You are in a place where you are stagnant in life. You're not developing because somebody is holding you mm-hmm. back. And that's why I say it's relatable to now. True. If there was... No Jesse Jackson, if there was no Obama, if there was no Harriet Tubman, if there was no Rosa Parks, if there was no Jesse Owens, if there was no Sojourner Truth, if there was no Mary McLeod Bethune, where would we be right now? This Black History Month, where would we be? The knowledge that we have, it's not just about what we read in books. So I also had another conversation, yes, I am long-winded, but I had another conversation with my girlfriends, right? It was put to us that what we learn in America about slavery is not what they learn overseas. And the reason that is not what they learn overseas because Americans idolize specific people in black history, mm-hmm. right? Yes, Those are do. the ones who have paved, who they feel have paved the way. Booker T. Washington. With, uh, right. Without oh. idealizing these people who were inventors. How many inventors do you know? In black America. I mean, I mean we know because we read. Yeah, we know because we read. But that they tell you about in school, they don't. Gary Almost Morgan, see if you can find him in a, history books. Aside, aside from... Traffic light. Aside from him. Who else? Because I've heard about him I mean, we during about school. I mean, we did talk about it. But 
when I tried to tell these children, right, about um, these inventors, they looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah, but you're, you're prepping them for, for primary school, right? No, these are elementary school students. So okay. in my daycare, for all those who don't know, I work at a daycare facility, and right now we are housing or we do take care of school-age kids because they are virtual learning right now. Yeah. So I have about 22 students who are school-age kids on my virtual roster. I mean, on my roster, right? When I talk to them about inventors, they couldn't name me one. And, and these of... are these are kindergarten through, I think my oldest is in like yeah. the seventh grade. So these are children who should know yeah. because they should be taught this in school. But instead, this is something that we are teaching them in yeah, yeah, daycare. Talk, talk but that. their parents aren't teaching them. And that's I think that is my biggest issue. I mean, that, but we're, parents usually not. But even then, well, that's the difference between... Up here, hey Manny, what's that? What's that talking about? Damn, he with the Kiana. Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> wasn't me this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what was it? We uh, it's just between up here and down where I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. I I was taught in school the Negro national anthem in first grade. Right. And like I thought, what is the Negro national anthem? Let their voice and sing. Okay, I just want checking. You trying? You trying to catch me? What? I'm just checking because most. You want to most... sing it together? No, no, I'm not. Okay, but I'm just saying, so most like, most adult African Americans, if you say what's the Negro national anthem, they have yes. no. Yeah. Shout out to DeKalb County. They did. I mean, that. so so in some schools they teach it, right? Yeah, I'm saying and some not schools to they teach it. Not to discredit, because like because up here I figure the black influence and in, you know as far as everything I figure like not not no disrespect to your you know what you're doing what you're doing but like just like. The curriculum in elementary schools, mm-hmm. I would think that they would have a, especially in PG County, they would push it a little more, you know, because most Definitely of your students, not. most Mm-mm. of your students Mm-mm. look Mm-mm. like us. Well, so, will they all, do teach like a portion of African American history, but it isn't again what we should be teaching our children. Like my aunt, right? She gave me some amazing books, and I thought this was like she was emptying out her plethora of books. She had been in childcare since she was for 30 plus years now, right? So she was just like, okay, I'm done. I want to get rid of this cabinet. So I'm just going to get rid of these books. So I came across a couple books and I was like, hey, can I have these? And she was like, yeah, sure. I would love for you to pass them down to your kids and so on and so forth. It was a series of, I think, like seven or eight books. And in these books were stories about African-Americans. It was all African. It was an African-American section about books. And... In these books were kings and queens of Africa and um, abolitionists and inventors and um, people who paved the way for other people. But again, it's, if you don't teach your kids, you you have the fallback that these people are supposed to teach your children about these people who they should know about. Well, you're passing well, the baton on to we somebody. Final, we do final thoughts. We move versus the B side. Yeah, I mean, okay. you're you're passing the baton on to somebody else. But in saying that, like I said, I just feel like for me, I appreciate every last one of you in here. I'm learning now that some of the behaviors that I had as a parent early on, right? Because I've been in the game now for 20 years, meaning I've been a parent for 20 years. So a lot of the behaviors that we learn from our parents are toxic. But it's time to break that cycle because back then we were we were taught to be silenced, right? 
And as children, you know, they don't understand why they're being silent. So they have this built up aggression or built up anger towards this certain person. And they don't understand their perspective of what's going on. So I think it's, it's also important for us to allow our children to have a voice. I do not raise my kids now the same way I did 10 years ago. I will be the first one to tell you that. The way I raise my kids now is completely different because I know better now so I can do better. And that's something that you always hear people say. If you know better, you do better. Where now I know better, so I do better. So I allow my child to have a voice. Children, well, my son's 20. He grown. He's going to have a voice anyway. But I allow my child to have a voice. So Black History Month is coming to an end. I think next Friday will be our last podcast for Black History Month. So, I'm going to task y'all with some homework, right? I want y'all to find something about the world today that you did not know. I don't care what it is. And then come on a podcast and let's discuss it as a whole. Because not only do we have to educate our children, we have to educate ourselves too. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm all for that. Like Kiana's that. homework. Topic number one next week. Bit. Make it happen. Y'all already know I'm a y'all already know I'm a history nut, so I, <laughs> Yeah, I love history too. I, I read I books from the end to the beginning. Well congratulations. Is that most books are read? No. No, <laughs> no. no. fool. I, it's a joke. No. I know it's a Easy. joke. Easy. <laughs> we can be a little bit light too as well. All right. <laughs> uh no, nah, I want to appreciate all y'all for um for uh, sliding through here. Trev, welcome back. It's the first Trev Dead podcast we had in a while. Yeah, you know what? We yeah. didn't argue that time though. Yeah, we, did. we didn't argue this time. No. Y'all did it. We did. Y'all did. Times is changing. Next time, next time. We put put both down the go couch. Do you guys know why February is Black History Month? I'm just curious. No, you did that. You weren't here for that. You That's your here. fault. You, you know missed why. it. You definitely did. Me and Trey are happy on the go couch. Black folks don't know that, which is, I think is kind of. Well, I didn't. It's it crazy. Yeah. Put us on game. Oh, but you know, I was up on game already. Me and Trey, we can't have go couch. Go couch energy. I think together. we should try it. I think we should try it. No, the fuck Bro, you shouldn't. I'm going to be think, cursing th- at y'all gonna, the whole we, damn we gonna, podcast. We going to switch up some of these couches too as well. Let's try it. I'm not sitting in the go couch. I'll sit on the black couch, but I don't want no go couch. Wanna, the, you the, black, the, the black couch, couch is relaxed. Super relaxed. Yeah, because it's the I'll, casting couch. You got to be relaxed in the I'll, casting couch. I'll take the black couch. Man. I don't want the go couch. I don't like that energy over there. It's not the energy. It's, it's what they said. They put out, actually, the energy it's you put cursed. out. It's, it is what it is. It's, it's cursed at this point. Uh, it's the, cursed. I wouldn't say it's cursed. I just say the energy is kind of toxic. It takes a special time. I, mean, I am toxic. a Leo, so it's I'm already toxic. I'm going to change the fabric. I'm a Leo, Next, too, though. Y'all Leos me, like, are not toxic. Or aqua or something like that. I'm everybody not a Leo. Says everybody no, says no, we're toxic. Nobody's blaming me for this shit. Nobody's blaming you. What's this? Oh, okay, okay. Hey, no, but continue with my final thoughts. Um, We're actually walking to a year. Of uh, quarantine as far as uh, COVID. Jesus Christ. Damn. Why your shit vibrates so hard? Ain't me. Ain't me. Damn. Doodle over there. One year. Almost one year of uh, COVID. Yeah. It was uh, what? March 13th that uh, everything popped off. So. Yeah. Yeah, The world shut down on March. And nothing's really changed. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing's really changed. I'm curious how it looks years from now. Like I'm talking like like four or five years from now. Yeah. what's 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 the after effect from that? Like. Is it gonna be one? Do the no. masks are they become like a staple of American culture, like they are in uh, Asian culture too no. as well? I mean, look what. Well, so. so if you if you take history as an example, right during uh, the Spanish, Spanish flu, flu, everybody after, said fuck it after that. After America has a short term memory loss thing where anything right. tra- crazy happens, they forget about it, and they they'll yeah. promote these big programs and things, but then it just gets swept under the rug in a mm-hmm. few years. It's the same thing's gonna happen. I, I don't think this one would get swept under the rug because so much has been lost as a result of this. Like I this agree with literally that part. 
has changed the trajectory of how we are going to operate on a daily basis. Businesses that have been in business for 50 and 60 years are gone. And not to mention a lot of people are teleworking and this yeah. needs to be an effective method. Yeah. And that could just stick. Yeah. So. Teleworking, you know what? I honestly believe teleworking is one of those things that will stick. Like a lot of people will have teleworking more in their contracts to substantiate for them not going into the office for whatever reason because now the world has seen that people can actually telework and get work done versus the perception that if you telework that you're not you really working. need to see somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that when this podcast comes up sometime in March. Um, we're at 87, moving on to 100. I'm looking forward to the day. That's going to be... So uh, dude, are, are we going to, like, be... for 100? So, God damn, it's only like 15 So for 100, guess. this is my idea. I don't know if it could work or not, but I like almost every single guest has been on BNY to kind of, like, rotate through here. On like fifteen minute intervals, that's gonna be tough. To walk out. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's that is that is tough. the dream right there. Let's just do the boost cruise, intervals, man. Boost like, cruise. I'm talking like everybody, um, Donnell, Will, uh, Larry, anybody's been on here. And it's really? just funny. More, more recent guests just come here, say a little peace, walk out. Come here, say a little peace, walk out. I'm talking everybody. Everybody's been on this thing. Now, I'll, is that possible? Probably not. That's what I'm logistics. Again, but I, I would, you know what I would do? Properly plan for it, it definitely. You know what happen. I would do? I'll, I'll take the whole week and get That's everybody in here, cut up in clips, and actually yeah. release it as a live video on Friday. A week. Yeah, I think that's yeah. dope. Yeah. I think it's definitely a dope idea. Yeah, it can and happen. Maybe, and I say that for it to help, help make this happen. To release it on Friday, and thank you. You know they have, how they have release parties. I think we should definitely have a That'd release party. If you're going to do the podcast throughout like the whole week and have people do like 15 minutes. And then Friday drop it like at 5 p.m. And then after and that, do, yeah, we yeah, do our thing. Do like a big release party for the 100th episode. Yeah, well, 100, right now we're tracking for maybe like May some point mm-hmm. if we keep on the schedule. Are you going to have an actual party? Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do We're going to do It's May. We love we, the we party. Gonna be, we're going to be, hey, it's going to be light outside. It's a party. It's hey. a party. It's hey. a party. Hey. What, what was everything. Dad going to be on the grill with the sandals. Say, it's going to be fantastic. What was the date that you said? I do handle the grill very well, I might ask. I know. I've heard. I've heard the stories. I got the sides. Veronica got the liquor. Veronica, no, Veronica show up late, so she ain't got the liquor. Don't do her like that. Yeah. No, I'm doing her like yeah, that. Yeah, she do show up late, though. I do. But. Come on, now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> she do show up late. I do. Veronica always show up late. No, nah, but it's something love. Veronica, thank you very much for coming out, too, as well. You are very welcome. I appreciate you texting me to remind me, because, you know, I forgot mm-hmm. about everything. Like, you y'all conversation know. we had earlier, girl, I was like, the hell y'all talking you wanna, about? You want to hear something? I was funny like, what are y'all Ricky? talking about? Then then, then then Nail came through. I was like, oh, that's right. Two weeks ago, we talked about this. Because you were talking about sure. late. So, you know, I moved, like, right off of Branch Avenue, like, off of Off-Road. And so, I Shout was like, five. that's where I live. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, I'm going to be here quicker because I'm right there on Branch Avenue, right? So I put the address in. I was like, let me see how far it, it far it is now that I'm, like, on this side. Still 30 minutes. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> Still 30 minutes. I live in I live in Ain't Spire. Ain't she changed with the name on the mail. I live in Spire. <laughs> I'm in Metro. Uh, oh, you right across the street. Yeah, right across the street. At least y'all still in the, the state, bro. <laughs> I got to go to a whole other state tonight. That's fair. That's fair. Well, com- Virginia, so listen, no let me let me tell you about you had an opportunity to like move on this side of the water. And you just didn't want to do that. Crazy you family. wanted to be in Alexandria. Yeah. yeah. You, you could have Don't play victim now, buddy. Right. That's what you want. So that's, you that's stay your ass on the other side well. of the water. <laughs> you go back to VA. Yeah, pal. <laughs> <laughs> you 
want you wanted that VA lifestyle, so take it. He wanted that bougie. Mm-hmm. Bowling. First off. And then on top of that, Alexandria right. ain't that bougie. It's hood parts of Alexandria. That one little that one little part right by the McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, Alexandria got like eighteen McDonald's. <laughs> okay, you know it's the, right the there off the of street. Going, go, yeah, yeah going down, going, going I'm, towards. Uh, hey, ho, uh, hey, everybody, we could talk about this some other time, anytime. Uh, all right. As far as podcast purposes, oh, number love for y'all. We out. Have I appreciate a nice day. y'all. Listen, everybody out there, thank you for listening. One, one, one. one.